0: Good morning everybody and welcome. You are listening to the Faith FM Network, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, depending on where you are. Are you laughing at me, Mon? I'm
1: laughing at your hiccups.
0: <laughs> yes, okay. Excuse my hiccups, but... No, um, uh,
1: you're excused, Lyle. <laughs> this is The
0: Breakfast Show. It is positively different radio. Positively you different hiccups. we are going to have some amazing stories coming up that we already know all about because we have already told those stories because you're True. listening to the delayed broadcast. So coming up in today's show, we're going to be talking about Donald Trump again, again. And we're going to be looking at research into his support base and asking some hard questions as to why certain portions of the community, certain portions of the religious community, support him religiously mm. when he's the most irreligious president that America has ever had.
1: And I do some stirring because we have Darren Pratt coming and doing a, a live interview in the studio with us. And I, uh, I, um, I don't live, I definitely. <laughs> Give him a hard time. <laughs> yeah, should we
0: have should we have crying babies in church or not? Mm. So that's a section that uh, Darren's going is quite passionate about, and he will be sharing with you in great detail. Yeah, what, what else, we, are, what we, else we, have, we got coming up? We
1: have a wonderful encounter with God section happening as well. We have the giveaway, and we have the Queen. Oh, we have
0: a story about an illegal immigrant in France
1: mm, who became a citizen.
0: Yeah, the, and the how? Mm, what a fantastic very
1: heroic story. act. Um, Actually, do you know what, Lyle? Let me quickly ask you, what are you grateful for this morning?
0: I'm grateful for my trailer because it is full of scrap metal right now that I wouldn't be able to move if I didn't have my trailer.
1: Ah, Parked outside that. the office. I actually saw it when I came in this morning, indeed. Well, I'm grateful for two things. You're going to have to let me have two things today. I am grateful for Gumtree because I got a table off Gumtree last night, which has now become my craft table. It's a nice, long, thin table so I can do big craft projects. It's really exciting. I've set up my sewing machine. I'm really happy about it. And I'm also very grateful because I found out that Maitland here in Newcastle has a big market happening at the showground. you can get rid of all your junk. So I can get rid of all my junk because I've been moving house and I've been sorting out, you know, what to keep and what not to keep and I have a lot of trash well you know someone else's treasure to be found so this coming yeah. Sunday meet me at the market.
0: This is this is Mon's free plug for her uh yeah, her market yeah store. that's
1: it yeah do a little bit of marketing for the market <laughs> 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 If you would like to jump over and join us on the live show by the way dear listener. Yes,
0: which is way better.
1: It's very easy to do as well. You can do it one of two ways. You can jump on our website, which is faithfm.com.au and just press play on the live stream or you can download an app.
0: the tune-in app. Put it on your phone, put it on your tablet, put it wherever you want it, wherever you can put it. Listen to it through your headset. Listen to it via Bluetooth in your car. Listen to it through your stereo system. It's just very the best easy. Way. Yeah, it's just, just super f- Just search for Faith FM Australia and put it in your favorites.
1: Yeah, when I wake up in the morning, I um, I switch on. Uh, I, I open my app and I just press play. Um, I search for, search for Faith FM Australia, by the way, not Faith FM, Faith FM Australia, and you can actually add it to your favorites list. So I open the app. I go to my favorites list. I press play. And, um, and it's beautiful music, beautiful uh, programming.
0: Stay programmed because stay, – stay tuned, I should yeah. say, because we have more great programming coming up right after this.
2: I'm a lily of a field so green, beautiful, content as can be. I go fair beside the river, I grow bright for the
0: Listening to Alison Brook here on Faith FM, and this is Positively Different Radio. So, Mon, do you Mm. have a positively different quiz for us this morning?
1: I do. I'm actually a bit nervous because I wasn't here for a week, and so I'm concerned that I might be doing quizzes that you did in the week, but we'll start one off.
0: We'll see how it goes. And if we've already done it, I'll say, (laughs) Mon, guess what? (laughs) We've done that one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sure, I'll just pick a different one. Okay, this is, (laughs) I'm so excited about this one. This is a What Am I quiz. And I'm going to give you a, a personal clue straight off the bat. It is something I love. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so knitting. <laughs> no. Um, and it would be crochet if it was knitting. Um, okay, same clue number thing, one. Same thing. Yeah, yep, whatever. Yeah. Same whatever. thing. Yeah, that's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> clue number yeah. one. With Joseph in charge, Potiphar did not concern himself with anything except this. There you go. Do you know what it is?
0: I have an idea. No, I'm so excited I'm about this one. No, it's <laughs> not is, 100%. This is
1: not the most obscure one at all, but it's definitely like the weirdest one I've ever done. I'm pretty excited about it. If you know the answer, give us a call. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text me. It's 0491-064-669. You can even message us on Facebook, which is Faith FM Australia. And we'll send you the prize, which today is going to be a Melissa Otto CD album, which is a a big favourite, uh, not just amongst the staff here, but also amongst our listeners. So if you'd like to win that, tell me, with Potiphar in charge, sorry, with Joseph in charge, Potiphar did not concern himself with anything except what?
0: Uh Aha, there you go. Okay, Mm. so what is Potiphar worried about in his house? You know the answer, you know how to get in contact with us and you know what you'll get, a prize. Okay, so Mon, what have we got for Positively Different Stories? Have you heard about this uh, guy from Mali in France that climbed yes. the outside of a building? Did you watch
1: the video? No,
0: I didn't. I was oh. listening to it on the in the news on the way in. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just, not, a, not a good idea to amazing. YouTube and to drive, drive at the same yeah, time. Yeah,
1: fair, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Um, it, it is an amazing story. I, I, I watched a video, I was watching it just now and, uh, I have to, I got a bit emotional just watching that. <laughs> um, so it's a 22 year old immigrant. Um, uh, he's from, from Mali, as you said, and he's only just moved to France a few months ago and his name, and I'm really sorry about butchering this is Mamodo gasama Mamodo gasama right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh yeah so he was he they were in a restaurant and they're watching a football match and he noticed that a crowd was gathering outside in the street and uh and so he has a sticky beak and he sees that um from a fourth floor balcony, so four floors up oh uh, yeah. in a high-rise um, apartment building, um, a, a little boy had gotten himself in a bit of a sticky situation. And he was crying and he was clinging to the outside of the balcony railing. Oh like my. when you see the photo, your heart just like drops because his kid, like How how could like, he even
0: get over the outside? How I did just, he get across the railing? I
1: guess he's old enough to be able to swing his leg over, had a chair or something, or he climbed on a pot plant, who knows? But he was old enough to climb over, but then aware enough that he was in, you know, to to figure out that he was in in a dire situation. You need to hang on. Yeah. So he's, he's literally hanging there with two hands on the rail, just his body hanging over the edge. Like if he'd let go, it would have been curtains for the kid. Um, Without even thinking. Uh, and th- the next door neighbors, they were struggling to rescue the boy. So they couldn't reach like around the other side of the balcony where this boy was hanging. So they couldn't. They were trying to help him, but they couldn't. And people on the footpath were just like, oh, my goodness. And um, and he didn't even. Um, so model didn't even stop to think. He just clicked. Scaled the front of the building, like I'm watching it on YouTube, and this guy is like a Spider-Man come to life. Just does, just like so what is he hanging on to? He he just he just climbs. It's just amazing. He must have such upper arm strength because he just reaches up and he's. It looks like he's just grabbing like bits of I don't know like wire or something and he just he just reaches his arm up i have okay. got to see
0: this got to put this up on our Facebook uh, oh I will for sure because uh, I, want, I want to see what it is H- how do you climb the outside of a building I mean is he going from one balcony to another or
1: yeah just 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 hoisting himself up balcony like I just you can see watch it there he just he, I don't even know how he got to the first balcony but he just reaches up his arm and just somehow, like, I think he gets the bolts that hold yeah, the, the glass. Plat-
0: that's the Spider-Man right yeah, there. Yeah,
1: he's spider That's the only explanation I have. He is Spider-Man. So, he's 22 years old, just scales this building. He manages, um, you can see here in the video that the, the neighbors can't quite reach. And they're trying to help the little boy who's, like, trying to, like, get yeah, across. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, he just just climbs up. And the crowd, by the way, is, like, cheering and, and clapping and stuff. It just picks up the boy. Plonk, plops, <laughs> oh,
3: isn't oh, that just made
1: my heart stop just I know, watching I that. I know, right? I'm just oh, <laughs> it's just incredible. But you know, this this 22 year old guy, he's been hailed as a hero, and um, and someone took a video. Thankfully, and of course, the whole country in you know, half the world now has seen I mean, it. My four
0: stories up is a long way up. When I look yeah. down from four stories, and I think, you know, if you fall from there, you're done. That's yeah, it. It's yeah. over. It's curtains. You hit the concrete from four stories. Uh huh. You, you know, you might you might survive with a lot of broken bones from yep. three stories and
1: some brain damage.
0: Yeah, and some brain damage, but from four you know and to be on the outside of the building and it looks like it's it looks like that they are it's glass paneling on the he's, outside yeah. of the glass mm-hmm. glass on the outside of those balconies. it's, not, it's, not, thing it's not railing yeah it's not steel rails uh-huh. he's got to hang on to
1: yeah this, this, this is glass paneling yeah i i don't even know how he did it like it's too far back to really see what his fingers are grabbing hold of so that's i think that's why he earned himself the nickname spider-man but get this right so he's been claimed a hero yes, you didn't know
0: spider-man was black did you Yeah, yeah. you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Under the suit. Um, so in honor of the events, the French president Emmanuel Macron actually met up with, uh, with, uh, Mamoudou, uh, at the Elise Palace, at the uh, you know, at the, their, their White House equivalent, their Parliament House and um, and thanked him for his courage and not only that but fast-tracked his citizenship and became, um, made him a naturalised citizen of France and then he was given a medal for bravery and, get this, he got a job at the fire brigade.
0: Well, you said the, those things all sort of got together because if you're the president of France and you've got somebody like that who wants to become a citizen, surely this is the kind of person that you want to be a citizen of your country country
1: absolutely
0: you know if he if i if he was here in australia and he wanted to become a, i'd be like yes I'll, I'll i'll vote for him to be a citizen you know we want people like that in our country absolutely and if he's good at climbing buildings then yeah. uh, maybe yeah. he's got some skills yeah. that he can the use with fire the fire brigade yeah the fire often have to climb stuff particularly you know fire that work in an urban environment um that's going to be an important part of a job so um i think he can put that skill set to good use right there Fighting fires and and uh, you know,
1: and I think it's really doing great. a positive
0: thing for his new country.
1: Yeah, and I think it's great that um you know a political uh, body should recognise heroism like that. Oh, absolutely! I think they did a yeah. great move, making yep. him a citizen and, and giving him a medal and giving him a job. I think that's wonderful. Yep. Um. Also, in uh, in further good news, this one it doesn't start like it, it doesn't sound like it might be good news, but get this right. So, a British Muslim group. Took out a full page ad in a newspaper, and in giant bold black text across the top, it said, "We Muslims have one word for Jews." Did I guess what the word was?
0: What? Um.
1: Shalom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the, really, Whereabouts was this again? This is in England. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we Muslims have one word for Jews, shalom. Uh, is that and, nice? Yeah. And then, you know, on the next page went on and said, you know, as British Muslims, we believe that, you know, time has come to speak out. And for far too long, anti Semitism has gone unchecked. And it said, eradicating it is a challenge faced by all of us. And we understand that many in our country empathize with the Palestinians and their right to a sovereign state. However, we must be ever vigilant against those who cynically use international issues to vilify Jews or promote anti Semitic troops. There is no cause that can justify the promotion of hate.
0: Well, I could not agree more. Yeah. I think that's a very, very positive – and this is what we need to see coming from our uh, Islamic community oh, more absolutely. and more because the only people that the media ever um, will put onto air are the ones that are radical enough to mm-hmm. get them ratings. Mm-hmm.
1: If it bleeds, it's not, it bleeds. If, it is, right?
0: if, it's, if, it's, if it's your average Muslim out there on the street who shakes his head in wonder and goes, why on earth – you know, are, are um, you know, people fighting over in the Middle East or whatever else it might be with, you know, Syria or any of these different mm-hmm. conflicts. You know, it's like we had Muhammad on here on the radio the other day who's a devout Muslim and he's like, you know, <laughs> you talk about Muslim violence and so forth and and uh, the vast majority of uh, what's taking place in the Middle East is Muslims killing Muslims. Yes, yeah, true. We We look at it as a Muslim versus Christian thing or a Muslim versus the rest of the world thing. No, it's Muslims versus Muslims. And, you know, and he said, this is not Islam. You yep. know, and he's your he's your average Muslim on the street. He's not your you know, the the, the smaller percentage of radicalized Muslims that are the only ones that ever get airtime because they're the only ones who ever get ratings.
1: Mm. Well they finish, That's the fault of the media. They finished off their, their little uh paragraph by saying just as we challenge those who recycle anti-Muslim tropes. We stand firmly against racism directed at our Jewish sisters and brothers. And this was published in the Telegraph. So mm-hmm. a massive newspaper. And it was signed by major groups, um, anti-extremism group, faith matters, uh, Muslims against, and uh, Muslims against anti-Semitism and the association of British Muslims. And the Jewish uh, community um, tweeted back and they, and they thanked them. And, um, you know, they said together we will defeat the twin evils of anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim hate.
0: This so is this is what our Islamic community needs to be doing. They yeah. need to be proactive because mm-hmm. they're getting such a bad name.
1: The only voice that's coming out of that is is the extremist Radical. one. Yeah, yeah. Say so right there, we have some great songs. This is casting crowns. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus.
4: Tis so sweet to trust in. Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise Just to know, thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him Jesus save your friend
1: Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. I am going to hit you with a new clue on our breakfast show today. This is a what am I quiz and i told you this before but I'm going to tell you again, this is something I love. Clue number two, this was commonly sacrificed to idols Mm, something that is commonly sacrificed to idols. I believe it still is commonly sacrificed to idols. Um, I see it every now and then on like, you know, little altars around town. People have their own little altars that they build in their front front porch and that forth. So forth. If you think you know the answers, uh, give me a call, 1 800 Faith FM. It's 1 800 324 843. You can text me 0491 064 669. Tell me the answer and I will send you a Melissa Otto CD album.
0: There you go. What it is that – I, now I know why you find this one interesting.
1: Oh, you know what it is now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good
1: on you. Lyle, what's happening around the world today or is it close well, to Well, I've,
0: I've been doing some thinking I and know. some cogitating and some researching.
1: I came in and you just like peeling off pages and pages and pages of notes and I'm like, man, Lyle's got something going on today. Okay, so this is what's been
0: puzzling me. The thing that has been puzzling me has been the white evangelical support for Donald Trump. Uh-huh. And Did you know what's been
1: puzzling me? What? Any support for Donald Trump. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, go on. Let me cue that to myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, because, I mean, you know, I've, politically I sort of, uh, you know, I have no, no beef either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, th- you know, from a religious perspective, this, this um, you, you know, you, you're going to find things on both sides of politics that you're going to support and not support. Yeah, of course. But this one has me interested because here's some stats for you. 81% of mm. white evangelicals. Voted for Donald Trump and support Donald Trump. That's weird. Which is an all-time record. Really? Yes. He has the highest level of evangelical, white evangelical support of any president of the United States to this point. Man, you just can't pick it, can you? No. And this is the weird thing. He is the most irreligious... You know, mm-hmm. blatantly, openly irreligious mm-hmm. president the United States has ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, this is somebody. You know, he can't even name a Bible verse. You ask him to name a Bible verse, and he he, 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 he just knows nothing. About he
1: inculcates about, so many immoral standards. Like he
0: just, I, that's right. Well, he, he, oh. he's very openly. Um, you know, he's he's pro same-sex marriage. You know, these are things that um, you would think that white evangelicals would be very passionate about. Um, you know, we were talking about abortion yesterday. Um, He's admitted, self-admittedly immoral. You know, he's had numerous wives, numerous affairs, numerous girlfriends, Um, and of course, you know, you've got the whole, you know, Stormy Daniels affair Mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, His 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 brutal business tactics Mm -hmm. aimed at crushing anyone and anything that gets in his way for him to get to the top, Um, particularly crushing the little the little guy. And, you know, he's got a whole history of of that kind of thing. His, uh, his relationship to violence, you know, and publicly stating, you know, I, could, I could shoot someone dead and I, I, my votes would go up rather than go down. You know, this is the, wow. this is the kind of person that Donald Trump is. He's, he's, so is, he's an cocky. irreligious, immoral person. And unlike other presidents, he doesn't try and hide it, mm. you know. Um, we all remember, you know, Bill Clinton, I did not have sex with that woman. Whereas Donald Trump has bragged about how many, se- how many women he's had sex with. Yep, yep. Um, and so the question is why does he get such massive white evangelical support? Mm. Now, here's something else that is interesting mm-hmm. 67% of black evangelicals
5: mm-hmm.
0: voted against Donald Trump.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And they believe exactly. The same thing, theologically. They're both evangelical Christians.
1: That's so weird. Okay,
0: okay, because okay. so you've got to get your head around this. Yeah, I'm because I've been trying to get my head around this, and, and and I think this relates to something that we actually find in the Bible.
1: Is he paying them to vote?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't believe. Well, you know, who knows? But <laughs> um, okay, so here's, this is this is an interesting contrast. So I'm thinking, okay, what is the difference between these two cultures? Mm-hmm. And from a religious perspective, what is the difference between the two? And you know what I came up with? What? And and, and this is my uh, my personal observation is it all comes down to what is being preached in their pulpits. Okay. Okay. So black preachers, you think about this. You've you've been to America. You've been to black churches, so have I mm-hmm, etc. Mm-hmm. I've listened to many black preachers, and I enjoy listening to black preachers. Black preachers in the United States love to talk about. Sin,
1: uh-huh.
0: and make large, bold statements in condemnation of sin.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: White preachers never talk about sin. You know what white preachers are talking about in the United States? What? How God wants you to be incredibly wealthy. Uh. the prosperity gospel. You think about this. Mm-hmm. The, the white preachers are preaching the prosperity gospel. People like uh, you know um, Joel Olstein and uh, you know uh, people people like this. Um are preaching that God wants you to live in a mansion
5: mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm.
0: You Not in the future, not in heaven, not in the New Earth. Um, and what Jesus really wants for you, this is what they're saying, what Jesus really wants for you is material prosperity now.
1: And I guess Donald okay. Trump does. He know. epitomizes yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.
0: So he doesn't have to prove his spirituality. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to prove his morality He is the most spiritual and moral person in the country simply because he is wealthy.
1: That's disgraceful.
0: Therefore, he can say anything and get away with anything. And you've got people like Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson has been a pillar of the evangelical community for, what, the last 50 years Mm -hmm. in the United States? Um, Talking about how that in vision, cop this, in vision he saw Donald Trump sitting on the right hand of God.
1: Is that not blasphemous?
0: Of course it's blasphemous because it is Jesus who sits on the right hand of that's God. That's disgraceful. You know, you think about that for a moment because that's another way of calling Donald Trump Jesus or God. Messiah.
1: Oh, that's, oh, that makes my stomach sick. That's a, that's a
0: little bit scary, isn't it? Uh, so basically
1: they're like saying, well, he's, uh, he's wealthy, so obviously he has the blessing and the okay from God, so he has the okay from us. Is that the mentality? Yeah. That's, uh,
0: Okay, so so um, you know another famous um, evangelical uh, preacher over there, Jeffers, um, stated that he would prefer Trump over someone who expresses the values of Jesus. What? Okay, I want you to think about it. Okay, you you take Joel Olstein for instance, who publicly rebuked the Apostle Paul. ...for his stand on homosexuality.
1: Oh, he did not.
0: He did too. He publicly rebuked the Apostle Paul. And so the thing that... Uh, what he, Here's what I'm coming to. First of all, I see... Within, you've got two different cultures here. Mm-hmm. One culture that loves to preach about sin mm-hmm. and the other culture that never preaches about sin. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that we should stand up and preach about sin all the time, mm-hmm. but we do need to call sin by its right name. Oh, absolutely. We need to stand up and identify what sin is and people need to know what it is and they need to read it from their Bibles. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in that case, the black churches are doing a better job.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Um the white churches who never talk about sin. So, so you've got whole congregations that have no idea what sin is. Mm-hmm. And so when Donald Trump is wealthy, he's seen as being moral because of his wealth mm-hmm. um, rather than moral because of what he stands for and what he does. And, uh, and and therefore you don't need to, to to worry about his actions, and when he acts in an immoral way, like he acts violently or you know um, sexually immoral or you know um, you know, um, you know crushing the little man to create a massive empire, mm-hmm. business empire and so forth, it is seen as being moral because sin is not being preached about mm hmm People don't know what sin is mm-hmm. and they don't realize mm-hmm. that he is not living the life of Jesus. This is not somebody who is prepared to turn the other cheek as Jesus taught. This is not somebody who is espousing humility.
1: No, not at all.
0: This is not somebody who is espousing or modeling empathy. Mm-hmm. This is not somebody who is talking about you know, taking care of the poor and all of this kind of stuff. No, this is somebody who is espousing wealth and power and corruption.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you know, it's, it's an interesting commentary on um, on the United States, particularly when you read in Revelation chapter thirteen how that worship will be the last great issue that our world will face. So, Revelation chapter thirteen talks about two beasts, mm-hmm. and the second beast. We don't have time to go into that Bible study this morning, but one of these days we will speak specifically about the United States. And the people of the United States enforcing worship. Now, when you've got Donald Trump sitting on the right hand of God, Mm. that's worship right there. Absolutely. And so when you've got Donald Trump, you know, there's the most wealthy man, therefore the most moral man. This is the -hmm. the thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you are prepared to follow him rather than Jesus Christ. That is worship.
1: Well, we're going to have to leave it there. We're going to have a song break now. This is every hour, and we do indeed need Jesus every hour. We don't need Donald Trump every hour, that's for sure.
0: Mm. Do you believe in miracles?
1: Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales.
0: Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. As I
4: gaze upon the heavens All the wonders of yours bit of dust in this vast expanse. We are here, but for a moment we take a breath.
0: You're listening to Fernanda Ortega with Great Is Your Faithfulness here on Faith FM. And we have in the studio joining us uh, somewhat of a regular Darren, Darren Pratt. You, you are here, you know, kind of semi-regularly. Love Faith FM. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and, and we love your support of Faith FM because um, um, you've done a regular um, segment here there for a while. And also we, uh, we, we call you from time to time to talk about children's issues because you're someone who has dedicated your entire life to children's
3: ministry, isn't that so? Yes, I love it. I love being a children's pastor and a researcher and um, just enjoy all things children's ministries. Fantastic. Now, um,
1: I'm actually really excited he's here um, because <laughs> I love talking about kids, but I also love talking about controversial stuff. Ah. <laughs> and I, I'm so happy we're discussing this because I have wanted to know the, not so much the answer, I guess, but what other people think about this because this is something that runs through my mind while I'm sitting in church. I have to admit, you know, do you want to to tell everyone what we're talking about? Go, 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 Okay, so we're going to be discussing, from what I understand, we're discussing, you know, you know when you're sitting in church and someone's kid is screaming, right?
4: Yes, yes.
1: And you're like... I wish that kid would just, I just, I don't know whether or not to tell the mum, can you please like just either take it outside so I can actually hear the sermon or I don't know whether or not to be like, you know, you know what, she's probably had a rough week and she needs to hear the sermon too. Okay. Can I,
0: can I give you, can like, I, before I let Darren speak. Yes. Can I give you a, a preacher's perspective?
1: Yes. Ooh, I yeah.
0: love it when kids start screaming in church. Why? Amen. Because, Because if there are no kids screaming in church, your church is dead.
1: Uh, fair enough.
0: Is the best sound ever. Okay, so <laughs> i got Darren Darren cheering over the other side I'm here. I'm raring to go <laughs> Raring to go. But,
1: but, but what's the point? Like, if you're in church and you can't even hear the sermon because someone's rat bag is just carrying on. Like, can, can, is it not? I, I just, I've never done this. But sometimes I'm like I just want to reach over, just tap tap tap. You know, excuse me. You know, we do have mothers' rooms. Like, well, I'd say
3: sit next next to the child and let's engage the child. I'll say move pews (laughs) and sit next to the child and engage the child. I believe that children have the same rights to worship as what the adults do.
1: Okay, even a
3: screaming baby, I can preach over a screaming baby. But,
1: but the people in the, in the actual congregation might not be able to hear your preaching over the screaming baby. And how, how come it's suddenly become it's only my the, job it's only the mums to look after someone else's kid?
0: It's only the mums that can't hear, the, 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 it's only the, the ladies that can't hear over screaming baby. Okay. Because us guys can't even <laughs> scream. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Tell yeah, tell us a little bit about this. This is a controversial. And, um, you know, if our listeners have any opinions, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM if you would like to weigh in on this and give us your piece. Have you tired of hearing about screaming kids?
0: Because Darren has had a soapbox moment on this particular issue. Uh-huh. And I'm super glad that he has because it's something that I'm passionate about as well. And, uh, and, and for those who are unfamiliar with this, Darren's soapbox moments are when Darren um, has a, an online rant on his Facebook yes. page. So follow Darren Pratt on Facebook oh, and oh, you can get his yeah. regular online rants. Um, and uh, so, 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 Darren, what, what, why, what, what should we, do, we be doing about this whole issue? You know, we've heard it many, many times before. Oh, our church is not reverent anymore. What goes through your head when mm. someone complains about the lack of reverence in the church because there are screaming children?
3: Well, my answer is, is reverence necessarily silence? Um, I doubt it is. I believe that when you look at, when Jesus spoke to um, the children in the Bible, I think he ever called for silence. Um, He said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. So I asked, what do we do or don't do that hinders children from getting to Jesus?
0: You know, that's an interesting thought that you've raised right there. And Mon, I'm going to give you a hard time.
1: Go on. Because I got an answer for you. <laughs> get,
0: bring it on. Bring it on. All right, all right. Um, because this is this is what I see in that story that Darren's just touring ta- mm-hmm. talking about. Reading between the lines, mm-hmm. they're trying to get rid of the mothers and children. You know, disciples are trying to get rid of the mothers and children. Jesus, and preaching, of, a and I, Jesus is preaching a sermon. Jesus <laughs> preaching a sermon. I'm thinking, why are the disciples trying to get rid of the mothers and children? And I'll. Bet, I will guarantee it was because there was a bunch of screaming kids there.
1: Well, do you know what? I've got an answer for you. Because what about that story in the Bible where they were like, do you know what? You know, the women haven't been taught as much as the men yet. So, can the women just, you know, withhold their questions to the end of the show? If they are asking the women to be quiet, how much more do you think they're asking the kids to be quiet? And I don't remember any story in the Bible where there was a synagogue full of screaming children. (laughs) <laughs> were there children in the synagogues? Tell me that, Lyle. Well, uh, are, we in a
3: are we in a synagogue today? Or, or we're in a church. And, um, and we believe, um, yeah, synagogue was important in Jesus' time, but, but the church is where men, women and children mm-hmm. all come together to worship their Creator. So, so, the, so church is when you, I and God, including our children, get together. What does that look like? What happens when we dare to assume that children have the same rights to the tastes, sights, sounds and smells of worship as what the adults do? It's not just an adult sermon. This is meant to be for everyone to enjoy. It needs to be messy. I'm calling for a messy revolution.
1: Ah, (laughs) so your your rant was about making church messy.
3: Yes, making Ah, church messy.
1: That's very interesting.
0: Okay, so Darren, just um, highlight for us very quickly the problem that we're facing with our children. How many of our children are leaving church?
3: We're losing um, between 50 and in some cases 90% of our kids who grow up in our church. Now, the research is saying they make that decision before they reach their teenage years. Oh, my. So, so that is scary. Um, their moral foundation is set by the age of nine and they've made their decision by the age of 14 as whether they're going to leave or stay. They act on it. When they get their peas, or get their job, or move to university, but that decision is made very early in life. Um, so the question is, how are we engaging? How are we equipping? How are we discipling the youngest generation in our church? And If we keep our kids, our church will be full and overflowing.
0: For the most part, what kind of you, you talk in your in your uh, your soapbox moment about band aids? What are we talking about when we talk about band
3: aids? Band aids is just when we. Um, throw money at the youth generation. Nothing wrong with that. But, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but we, we, when the children little, leave, we say, oh, quick, we've got to do something. The boat's sinking. And so we throw money at, at them at that age. But what about investing them on in the age of four or even naught to 14? If we invest in them then, then I believe we're going to make a significant difference in keeping our kids.
0: Now, when you say naught to 14, one of the challenges that I see is that a lot of parents who have um, you know, newborns Stop coming to church because they're like, well, we've got newborns. You can't bring a newborn to church. What do you say to that?
3: And unfortunately, I get stories coming all the time of the frowns and stares and and the the looks saying, Mm -hmm. why is your baby here Mm -hmm. being restless in church? So the parents feel uncomfortable being in church with their children. And that is really sad. Um, And I encourage them to... Hey, keep coming. You belong here. (coughs) The kingdom of heaven, I believe, is present when all the generations are present together, including the restless child. So I say bring them along, and we as adults who are attending church need to surround those children and be significant mentors in their life. That includes a messiness when the child gets messy. We're there to accept the messiness, to encourage, equip, and mentor, and most of all encourage that mum, that Bringing her child to worship is significant for the child. What
0: about dads? Did, what, what, what are the role? We're, what is we're the role missing of dads?
3: dads. We are missing dads in our church. Um, there's a lot of reason now about why that's happening, but dads don't seem to be engaged um, in the kids' Sabbath school rooms or in church. Um, they often find better things to do than being in church. And the, there's another soapbox, I guess, about have we feminised the gospel so much mm. that the... Gentle- Don't even get yeah. me started on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, whole That's like another a, morning. I have Pandora's a whole on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, are we engaging dads? Not just yeah. engaging children, are we engaging dads? That's another question to, to really think about.
0: Yeah, particularly when you look at the research that, um, that, that shows the link between dads who are strong spiritually and strong spiritual leaders and children who stay in the church.
3: Definitely. Um, if dads engaged, um, the children... Are more likely to stay. Um, there seems to be faith seems to be more caught from the dad than the mum in general. So, so that's something that we need to think about when it comes to how our dads <laughs> engage with our children. Often, we as dads are busy earning a twenty four seven income, or else through family brokenness, we aren't even present. And um, and we as dads need to insist that, that we need to be present and and engage in our children's lives.
0: So, getting back to babies, what at what age should
3: parents start bringing their babies to church? I will say right from day one. Um, yeah. uh, in my I opinion, do, a like baby it. screaming in church is a sign of the kingdom. Yeah.
1: Um, now I do feel a bit bad because I don't want anything that I said previously uh, to. <laughs> ma- You're just a stirrer. No. <laughs> and I'm about to stir some more. But um, I don't want anyone to to think you know um, any any young mums to think oh, you know what I can't I can't bring my 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 newborn child to church. I th- I do believe that. Going to church is definitely something that should be done, um, with a baby of every single age. Like straight out of the hospital, straight into the church. As far as I'm concerned, um, but I don't think it should be left there. Like if if the baby is crying and like you legit can't hear anything over the top of it screaming, you know, it is it wrong to to want them to just go to the mother's room because you know how they have those those little rooms like at the back of behind the pews and it's like soundproof, but they can ha- hear the sermon. You know, it's being um, um played into the mm-hmm. room and has a glass window or sometimes it's just like the the back pews are reserved for mothers is is, is it wrong for me to want them to you know take the noise out there you know i want them to come to church but i also want to hear the sermon kind of a thing like you know where's the line in between when i ask the
3: question is a 40 minute sermon necessarily the way we need to go to is is worship just about the word or is there more than that? Now, I'm a preacher. I love preaching. I, I love doing my sermon. But if my sermon is not engaging the youngest to the oldest, then I need to think again because it's about family worship. Mm-hmm. It's about family togetherness. It's about family messiness. We come in our messiness to to be there and, and to be in this holy um, gathering before God, our maker and creator. And um, I um, I challenge um you to be one mentor in that child's life. If we get five mentors, now that happens at day zero,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Auntie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Auntie Mon.
1: Auntie Mon in this Ma- case. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: In, in that child's life. And I think that if there was five adults here are engaged in that child, including in worship, the screaming may not necessarily be screaming. It might be giggles. It might mm. be um, murmurings. It might be an exclamation here and there and a word or two. But if we're engaging children... Um, they're going to want to be there, and I think that we, mat- our children, need to want to go to church and be in church rather than being bored out of the pews. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We also need to educate people that church is for children, and that you know there are a lot of people who are who stop coming to church because they are worried about the looks that they get when their children scream. Yes, and the looks that people should be getting when their children scream are looks of thankfulness that we have a church that is alive and that is growing and that you know is is not completely dead because as I said earlier, a silent church is a uh, is 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 a completely dead church.
3: In my soapbox, which um, is designed to cause controversy, like and to cause people to think, I say. If you're being disturbed by the children around you, maybe take yourself to the cry room and have a cry, <laughs> and, 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 and let the children um, get on with worshiping God. So. Look, look. Let me just say, as this as this interview is winding
1: to a close, I do want to say. I would much rather hear screaming babies filling our churches than to have a silence. It's altogether. a sign that, that yeah. we're
3: growing young and that we're growing towards the kingdom. And Jesus, for some reason, said, let the children come to me. And we need to do all we can to welcome children into worship as much as a 99-year-old.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
3: Yeah. I remember when my
0: kids were young, I took my kids to, to, to church from when they came home from hospital. And we sat up the front.
1: Oh, good.
0: You know why we sat at the front? Why? We had this theory. I don't know whether it was a good one or not, but this is what we did anyway. We sat at the front because we figured that there was less to distract the children if they were sitting up the front than Definitely. if they were sitting at the
3: back. Yeah. You know what some churches are doing right now? Um, they're setting up what they call a pray center. Not a play center, a pray center. And so they're placing tables right down the front beneath the preacher's nose and there's messy crayons and messy... Um, paper and messy things that they can play with and sensory things they can engage with and, and the preacher engage with those children down the front. Draw my sermon or, or or can you draw me this? And and so the children are engaged right in the centre of worship, right down the front. I love that idea. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. That's that's um that's a, that's a pretty radical idea because um you uh, as you say you're putting them right there in the centre of uh, everything that is that is that is taking place.
3: And when Jesus was asked who is the most important in the kingdom of heaven, did he say mm. the 99 year old? No, nope. no, he said, "Come, child, come be in the centre of our discussion here because you are." the most important, the kingdom of heaven belongs to children.
0: Okay, and, 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 and Jesus also said, unless you become like little children, so does that mean that uh, you know we should be making a little bit more noise in church ourselves?
3: I think so. I think Jesus would love the giggles and the noise and the screams and the gurgles. I think that he'll be right there amongst them um, putting the children on his knee and talking to the mum and, and blessing the child and holding the child and engaging the child.
1: Well, it's funny you should mention this because I am live streaming this on Instagram. My Instagram, by the way, is live, all one word, lowercase. And one of our listeners, Christelli77, says she says, I love this. I love to get down with the child and colour in with them, connect with them, which is a wonderful way. Spot to- on. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful way to do it. Um If mothers and mothers and dads out there listening to the show right now, please bring your child, screaming or otherwise, to church. Absolutely. We'd love to see them there. Absolutely. We'd love to hear them there. We'd love to engage with them and teach them about God in a real way. And if
0: anyone gives you a hard time, tell them to go to the cry room and have a cry about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Darren Pat. It's been wonderful having you on the show, as per usual. We're going to have a song break, and we'll be back after the eight o'clock news.
4: The words of my mouth be pleased.
1: TV